Are we really doing this? We're doing it. Ah! Welcome to the Bomb Tales and Cocktails podcast. I'm Shelby Lovitz, the fitness and nutrition coach for moms and soon-to-be moms, mom of three, and twin mom. My passion is helping women learn to strengthen their bodies and mind for pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. And I'm Erin Patel, mom of two toddler boys. I work in aerospace and defense doing digital transformation and supply chain strategy, so data is in my DNA. I'm always looking for research-backed solutions to better myself as a mom and as an individual, and I love helping other moms do the same. We're here to give you the tough love, the real and raw truths on motherhood and how to do it all without losing yourself along the way. So sit back with your cocktail or mocktail and get ready to transform your mind, body, and life. Hello, beautiful moms, and welcome back to another episode of Mom Tales and Cocktails. So last week, we got really real on all the realities of postpartum and gave you a little insight into both of our postpartum journeys. And today, we're bringing it back to pregnancy and the importance of taking care of your body and mind during this exciting but sometimes crazy and stressful time. And we're keeping it simple today with some Prosecco. You can never go wrong with it, in our opinion. So often during pregnancy, we are so focused on baby, which is normal, and how to keep them safe. We're focused on the registry, the nursery, all the things that we need to get ready for them. And once they are here, then we forget about taking care of us. And yes, exercise and fueling your body properly during pregnancy is going to help you grow a strong and healthy baby. But it's also so, so important for not only your body, but your mind too. So last Saturday, my husband Ben was sick, so I was alone with all three kids by myself. So Erin so kindly invited our whole clan over to to her house to make my life a little bit easier. My husband and I like to call this Survival Saturday. Uh, This is particularly important to us in the Northeast where winters absolutely (laughs) suck and we can't go outside really on the weekends because for some reason weekdays seem to be warm and mild and the weekends are cold and freezing and can't go to the parks. Anyway, um, so Survival Saturday is really about banding together with your trusted circle to survive the chaos together. There's always alcohol involved and usually ordering food to make that easier because it's just easier. Um, Yeah, and then you just survive. You sit back and you watch the young people entertain the young people, fight with each other, and you survive. You (laughs) deconflict where you need to. You like take the kids that are hanging from the ceiling fans down (laughs) when you need to. The ones that are on the countertops dancing, you keep them safe, but yeah, you survive together. And when she told me, they call this Survival Saturday. I just thought it was hilarious and so funny. I love it. And it's so nice to have the kids home on the weekends when they're not at school and just getting that extra time in with them. But it's so much. It's so much. <laughs> it's a lot. It's hard. We're not going to sugarcoat it. And I'm sure you can understand this. It's a lot. So we had five kids and three adults, six, six, six kids, kids, four adults, <laughs> yeah. which wasn't not too bad. And everyone surprisingly got along really well. Everyone was happy for the most part. And 
we just survived. We had some champagne, we ordered pizza, we were making chicken nuggets, anything, just throwing food at the kids. That's a big piece of survival Saturday, just keeping them fed. Yes, (laughs) food, lots of snacks, toys, and TV. And um, also, if you're Shelby's youngest son, Axel Knives, somehow he managed to climb on the countertop. Little Axel, quiet, unsuspecting Axel, climbed on the countertop and got a knife. But again, we defused immediately. (laughs) Nobody got hurt. Everybody was safe. I literally just looked over and saw his little head popping over the kitchen island (laughs) and pulling down a knife. So this is just another example of us doing our best. And I think it's important to note that doing our best is going to look different at different stages of life. It's going to look different at different points in the week. But all that matters is that you are doing your best. And this comes into play so much in pregnancy because your energy levels are constantly fluctuating, even day to day, not just week to week, month to month, trimester to trimester. It's a daily thing where some days you might feel amazing and some days you just might feel like shit. And that's just... (laughs) You just have to deal with the cards you're dealt that day. Yes. And that's just the normal. Some days, you know, you're going to have food aversions. Some days you're going to be craving all of the things. And... All of these things that you can't control and don't have control over. So just doing the best you can. So just like we talked about last week with us having two very different postpartum experiences, we also had two very different first pregnancies, which led us both to have more similar and healthier second pregnancies, which we're going to dive into. But for me, the first time around... I was so worried about gaining the right amount of weight and about getting my body back postpartum that I really kept doing things the exact same way I was before pregnancy, especially with my workouts. Yes, you can work out in a similar fashion as you did prior to getting pregnant, but there are some things that you will have to change in order for you to keep you and your baby as safe as possible in order to protect your pelvic floor and to help your body body just have an easier recovery and I kept trying to just lift as heavy as I could even though it was still less than pre-pregnancy I was still really pushing myself hard I kept doing higher intensity work and I did feel pretty good throughout but towards the end I ended up hurting my back really badly I literally thought I was having like back labor. I was at the doctor three different times during the week because I didn't believe them that I like wasn't in labor or something, you know, something happened to the baby because I was in so much pain. And I was just so nervous that I did something wrong. And not to mention, I don't even think I knew about the pelvic floor and about anything about working that during pregnancy. Um, And I just couldn't focus on the excitement of growing our family because I was just so concerned with my body. And again, talking about how we had two totally different experiences, mine was the polar opposite of Shelby's. I felt like it took me a really long long time to get pregnant, and I can dive into that on another episode. Um, But when I finally got that positive pregnancy test, it was like, oh my God, this is finally happening. And about a week later, I was at work. And I started bleeding pretty badly. And I was like, obviously, my mind went to like the worst place. And I was like, 
no, this like can't be happening. We're finally here. I'm not like letting this go. So I called the doctor, started like, crying, and they brought me in. Unfortunately, everything looked good. The heartbeat was strong, but that experience changed the trajectory of the rest of my pregnancy. I was literally terrified to move my body. And like I said on the last episode, it's not like I was in like a great workout routine at that point in time. I, mean, I was going to the gym um, and I, was, I did have like a fitness routine, just wasn't very good. But I just was so scared to move my body. I love walking. I didn't even feel comfortable walking. So where Shelby was like, I got to go, 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 go. I was literally terrified. And then fast forward to towards the end of my pregnancy, um, I had like another pretty severe bloodbath situation go on. And at that point, I was 34 weeks. So was much more scared. I was much more invested. And it turned out that I had a placenta abruption. And so I was in the hospital for a couple nights. They sent me home. It happened again. So I went back to the hospital, stayed there for a couple nights. And they sent me home and they said, if this happens again, you're literally going to have to stay here on bed rest for the rest of your pregnancy and then deliver when it's time. And it's just crazy to think that like, I don't know if, if, the thing, if anything is related between not like being stagnant and then having these things happen or if it was just, it was going to happen no matter what. But I knew for subsequent pregnancies, that's not how I wanted to do it. And this is honestly really common, both of these extremes with women, the women who are so used to working out prior to pregnancy and feeling like they're like backtracking on everything because you know, their body is going to be so different after and then the opposite end where you're just so scared because you don't want to hurt the baby or want anything to happen to the baby. So you just don't do anything at all. But there can be a healthy middle ground. So the second time around for both of us, we just knew that we had to do things differently. And we were lucky to go through it together at the same time. But we needed to take a more balanced approach and focus on how we were feeling, fueling our bodies properly, working out in a safe and effective way, and most importantly, just giving ourselves grace. So whether you're currently pregnant or planning for the future, let's go over how to approach pregnancy and your body in the happiest and healthiest way. Okay, so first thing, same as postpartum, what are your expectations of your pregnancy and your body and where are these expectations coming from? So maybe you're feeling scared about losing your baby like we just talked about or you feel like you have no control over your body and you're already stressing about losing your body or not getting your body back. So maybe it just completely paralyzes you because you don't want to exercise because you don't want anything to happen happen to the baby, you don't want to do anything wrong, or you already have this expectation of your body being ruined. So what's the point in even exercising or eating healthy? I also feel like here, like your doctors don't necessarily give you the best advice here. Like I would say none of my doctors told me to lift heavy or to do weight training. It was more so like, oh, scale back, lighten up. And that's not necessarily like accurate or good information. So that could also be skewing your expectations. So what is your information source? And are you looking anywhere else for second opinions is pretty important. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like this could be a whole other topic. And it's so tough because 
Yes, our doctors are amazing. They love them. You know, yeah. Yes, they're amazing. <laughs> but they're not trained in exercise and nutrition. So, like, it's very vague information or a lot of like old school advice that's basically pretty much when I went all they said was you know don't lift anything over 10 pounds or anything too heavy or just keep doing what you were doing before or don't do any core work and that was like it which is not really helpful (laughs) at all so it's either that you know you're going to your doctor by whatever your doctors are telling you or you're like just googling whatever you could find or asking you know in random mom facebook groups about you know pregnancy and things when you're not putting a lot of intention behind the choices that you're making i feel like yes and i feel like you can also cherry pick information to like support the narrative that you want during whatever stage that you're in which it's not necessarily a bad thing but it does change the outcome Yes, definitely. And then on the flip side, you know, if you're scared of gaining too much weight, this may be leading you to not eating enough for growing a healthy baby and not eating enough of the right foods or exercising too much or too hard. And just knowing that everyone gains weight at different rates during pregnancy, at different times during pregnancy, in different places during pregnancy, and everyone's recovery is going to be so different too, just like we talked about in the last episode. So I'm just like thinking I always, I was part of this, or I am part of this twin Facebook group and everyone's always asking like, show your bump pictures. And I feel like this it kind of made people feel bad either like on both ends, like, oh, I'm not big enough yet. Like, am I doing something wrong? Am I not gaining enough weight? Or, oh, I can't believe I'm I'm only this amount of weeks along and I'm already this big. And it just kind of puts you in this spiral of thinking like you're doing something wrong because your body doesn't look the same as someone else's. It all goes back to that comparison game and it's a never yeah. a healthy game to play. One other thing I want to mention is I feel like it's fairly common for, well, I don't know how fairly common, but I, it happens where you start to lose weight a little bit in the beginning of pregnancy. Um, for me, that was true because I like wine and obviously <laughs> I was not drinking wine. So like that's an area of calories that was not part of my life anymore um also i haven't dived into this yet but i had a thyroid situation that was working itself out um but i feel like there's a risk in that in this like the the mental component of it where it's like oh wait i'm losing weight and this mentally feels good so now i'm scared to like put weight on I don't know if I'm explaining that properly, but yeah, definitely. And also that a lot of times that happens when, you know, a lot of people have morning sickness in the first trimester. So they do end up actually losing weight in the beginning and it can like have two effects. Like Aaron said, one, like you're so used to losing weight being a good thing that you're like, oh, I don't, this is like awesome. I'm losing weight during pregnancy. And then on the other end, like feeling like, nervous like oh no am I not like providing enough for my baby okay so secondly 
really just understanding what your body is actually doing in order to grow a healthy baby because your body is literally doing so much work and just remembering how amazing it is what your body is doing and the energy and change that's really required to bring another human into the world. It takes a lot to grow a baby. And you're not just, you know, gaining extra fat plus the weight of the baby. The weight you're gaining is from your growing boobs, (laughs) amniotic fluid, blood volume, your placenta, uterus, and some additional fat to help grow your baby and also to provide for breastfeeding if you choose to after. So there's so many things growing in your body and that are contributing to your weight gain so it's not like you're just gaining all this extra fat you need to gain this weight in order to provide for your baby and to grow a healthy baby and there's also just so so many changes that are happening to your body to your cardiovascular system to your respiratory system to your abdominal wall to your fascia and connective tissue your posture your metabolism your pelvic floor honestly so many changes happening to your body and it's not just about you know your growing belly and gaining weight your body is doing so much going through so many changes so that you could bring this life into the world Okay, I'm going to bring the conversation back to exercise again. So not only is it safe to exercise and lift weights during pregnancy, it is so highly encouraged for so many reasons. So I'm going to run through these data-backed reasons (laughs) and benefits to why exercising during pregnancy is safe and effective. Again, everybody's body's different, but science tells us that it prevents excess weight gain. It reduces your risk of gestational diabetes. You have a decreased risk of preeclampsia, a decreased postpartum recovery time, decreased risk and severity to lower back pain, and decreased risk of urinary incontinence. Shelby, can you please translate that for me? Uh, decreased uh, risk of peeing yourself. Oh, okay, much. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. It also helps to prevent or improve symptoms of depression. That's huge. Um, it also helps pre- prevent postpartum weight retention and may reduce the risk of a C-section. It also improves your ability to carry extra weight more comfortably. And I'm going to ask, are we convincing you yet? I hope so. (laughs) So if your doctor tells you that you shouldn't exercise or do certain types of exercise, don't be afraid to ask why. And it's okay if they don't have the answer, but if they don't, it's important to seek credible resources elsewhere. So of course, some women have more complicated pregnancies, but in most cases, there is no reason that you should not be quote unquote allowed to exercise. Bed rest is actually proven to be a very harmful thing during pregnancy right mm-hmm. so and again going back to my first pregnancy I wasn't on bed rest by any means but the I didn't do myself any benefit by eliminating all of my activity whatsoever for my second pregnancy though it was completely different I had Shelby here to kind of coach me through and give me advice and help me modify exercise exercises and my workout routines to make sure that what I was doing was safe and effective And I'm curious, I don't know if I've ever asked you, but did you notice any difference in how you're feeling like physically or mentally in your first pregnancy versus your second where you were exercising more? It's hard for me because I did exercise throughout both pregnancies. So I'm curious from you if you did notice differences. 
it was night and day. But there was another benefit here, another factor here that we haven't touched on. The ability to keep up with Ari as like, I was seven or Ari was seven months old when I got pregnant with Zane. It was a surprise. Uh, it was not exactly in our plan, but I couldn't just be pregnant like I was with Ari. I had an, at the time I found out, eight, an eight month old and beyond to run around after and take care of. So prioritizing fitness and my strength was so important to me because I knew as Shelby has probably tell you, like the recovery is so much better, but I also had to show up for my son every single day and being strong for him and being able to run with him and pick him up, carry him up and down the stairs, whatever. Like that was huge. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine that because when I was pregnant with the twins, Leo was three and four. So I can't imagine having to like carry around and basically do everything for another child at the same time as being pregnant. So ensuring that you are, you know, building a strong body, not only to take care of your other children as well, but also just is going to help you carry the weight that you're gaining so much better. You know, working on building a strong upper back is going to help um, balance out the weight that you're gaining in your belly. You know, lower back pain is a very common um, occurrence during pregnancy, but by being able to like strengthen your upper back, your upper body, you're able to hold that weight and your posture so much better that it's going to help you prevent having that sort of pain. No, not like a hundred percent. Um, there's still obviously a chance you will have some pain, but it's going to help so much with that. So why would you not do that? So if you're really wanting to ensure that you are doing everything right, working out in a safe and effective way, I do have a pregnancy course that is going to take you through nine months of workouts and really just guide you through this time to ensure that you're eating the right foods, the right amount of foods and working out safely for you and your baby. So if you are wanting to learn more about that, DM me on Instagram and we can chat and determine it together if it's a good fit for you. Okay, so now that we've talked about exercise, let's talk about food and your approach to food during pregnancy. So again, this can go in two opposite directions. So maybe you're having this like screw it mentality because you feel like your body is already doomed, it's already ruined, so what's the point of even eating healthy? Or maybe you're thinking like, this is the only time that I get to indulge in all these things and eat all these things and it doesn't matter what I eat, so I'm just going to, you know, get in as much as I can right now, which may lead to more weight gain than you are wanting or expecting. Or maybe you're on the opposite end where you're not eating enough and enough of the right foods because you're so scared of gaining weight and being able to lose it after pregnancy. And there's just so many things, micro and macronutrients that you can start incorporating into your diet that are really going to be so beneficial for not only your baby's growth and development that help you feel your best and have energy during this time because 
like I said earlier, your energy is going to be constantly fluctuating. So we want to we want to ensure that you are doing what you can to feel your best because you're not going to be able to control how, you know, how your energy levels are feeling, but by eating foods that are going to fuel you properly, eating enough carbs that are going to give you energy, that's something that you can control and help you feel better during pregnancy. Um, But let us know if you want us to dive deeper into exactly what to be eating, the types of foods. Um, DM us on Instagram and let us know and we would definitely do another episode on that too. I feel like on this topic specifically, you have, whether it's pregnancy or not, you have like an 80-20 rule, right? Like mm-hmm. 80% of the time, I don't want to say eat right, but like fuel your body. Eat more nutritious foods. Right. And then foods. 20%, you can have a little bit more flexibility. And I feel like that mindset helped me a lot during my pregnancy with Zane, my second pregnancy. Because I definitely didn't have like a screw it mentality, but I was like, okay, you're working out, you're still exercising, you're getting in movement, so you can treat yourself or whatever. But I also like was very focused on fueling my body appropriately, like you said. And um, like, for example, I would make sure that no matter what I ate that day, whether I had a crap load of ice cream (laughs) or not, I would have nuts. Like I would, mm-hmm. I made that my staple and like going back to episode one, like making one small change. So to me, I was committed to having those healthy fats and it was easy enough for me to, you know, shake out a dose of mixed nuts and get that nice healthy dose of fats. I love that. That's so, so good. And yes, healthy fats are one of the things that are super beneficial during pregnancy. All right. The last thing that we want to talk about are what are the habits that are actually going to be realistic for pregnancy? And I think it's important to keep in mind that those expectations and those, like what's realistic in one stage of pregnancy is not necessarily going to be the same in others. So your energy levels are gonna fluctuate on a day-to-day, week-to-week, trimester to trimester basis. So you might have to adapt accordingly. I know for me, with when I was pregnant with Zane, my second pregnancy, I was really, really tired that first trimester. Um, so I kind of just gave myself the grace. I kept up with my workouts, but I scaled the weight back. I did a lot of body weight stuff and that worked for me. And I started feeling my energy coming back into the second trimester and beyond, um, and I was able to increase. But for me, I also had hormonal migraines with both my kids in the second trimester. So again, that was something I had to adapt to, which impacts my mood, my energy, you know, what I feel like eating. But again, this is, these are just examples of like, why am I talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try, I want to chime in though. Okay. Too. For like my first pregnancy, I honestly felt like really good the whole time. Even first trimester, I never had any morning sickness. I had like a tiny bit of nausea. So that's why I kind of like kept going and doing what I did before because I felt good and I didn't really take into account all the things that what my body was doing to grow this baby. But the second time around with the twins, I literally felt tired the entire time. Like, yes, maybe during the second trimester, I got a little bit of energy back, but I was just so tired. And not only that, I was having insomnia. I wasn't able to sleep at night. I I would be up in the middle of the night. I'd go downstairs on the couch and watch 
Love Island. <laughs> and I just like wouldn't be able to sleep. So I wasn't getting good sleep. I was just feeling tired outside of that. So working out honestly felt really, really hard for me. So I really had to give myself like extra grace going lighter in the weights, doing some like body weight things too, and just letting that be okay, letting that be good enough and knowing that postpartum, I would be able to get it back. Yes, it may take longer. It may take time, but I will be able to get back to that same place. So I think the takeaway here before I like dive into a couple other things, is like the habit remains the same, but the routine might change. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're keeping up with the things that you're committed to, you're in pretty good shape, but you just have to tweak them accordingly. I forgot about the insomnia piece. There's nothing worse than being exhausted and not being able to sleep. Yes. That oh. shit was terrible. And also like when it comes to habits, the most important thing is like keeping up with it on a regular basis, even if it doesn't look the same, because I'm sure, you know, if, you know, if you've taken time off from working out for, from the gym, whatever it is, the longer that you take off, the harder and harder it gets, the harder and harder it is to get back into it. So if you're just keeping up with that habit of working out, even if it doesn't look the same, even if you're using less weight, even if you're using body weight, but you're still doing it, it's going to be easier to stick with it. And not only that, it's going to feel a lot easier postpartum to get back into working out rather than, you know, if you take all this time off from working out during pregnancy, postpartum, it's going to feel really, really hard to get back into it. Yeah, the recoveries between pregnancy one and pregnancy two were completely different for me. I remember being at the hospital with Zane and just pacing around because I needed to get the hell out of that room. I wanted to move my body. I wanted to get exercise. With Ari, I was like, oh, I stay here all day. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so... <laughs> Habits that are going to be realistic during pregnancy. Um, nausea, that's another factor that uh, fortunately I didn't have too much of like here and there, but I have friends that have really, really struggled in this um, area. And you know what? Sometimes that bagel smothered in butter, mm, that's the solution. And you just need to do it because you are still a person and you have to take care of yourself and carry on with your day. Um, but it can just be so hard to acknowledge that like that's your reality. And even if you don't want it to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times in like the first trimester, a lot of things that you have aversions to, like I, I didn't have strong aversions, but I did. I just didn't want to eat them. It's like, which is not pro at all. <laughs> protein and vegetables. Like during first trimester, I didn't want protein. I didn't want vegetables. I remember going out to lunch with Aaron and I ordered a salad and I like, didn't want to get any chicken or anything on it. I think I got like falafel or something, even though that has a little bit of protein, but I didn't want any sort of meat. Like vegetables weren't appealing during my first trimester at all. I just wanted like bread and cheese and just knowing that, you know, you will get those like cravings back for these healthy foods and just going off on another tangent, like just in the grand scheme of things, just remembering this is like 
nine months out of your entire life. Like it's a short, it feels really long, but it's just a short period of time and knowing that you will get right back into your normal habits and your routines. Yep. And everything will work work itself out. Um, I think the other thing like from a habit perspective is acknowledging that you need to slow it down and get plenty of rest, especially like when it's your, you already have kids, like you feel compelled to do all the mom things that you were doing before. Um, when, you know, we talked about the mom guilt aspect, but like you still need to slow down and focus on the baby that you are growing. Um, so again, asking for help, eating nutritious foods when you can, getting to sleep when you can. Um, relying on your your friendships and your support system is so important. And then lastly, if you start to notice that like your habits are teetering towards an unhealthy place, whether that's food related or uh, exercise related, or you're like avoiding social interactions because you're prioritizing these really high expectation goals for yourself, then that might not be a great thing. And it might be time to say, you know what, I need to get back to equal equilibrium, refocus, and make sure that I'm doing the best for my mind, body, and soul. And I think both like Erin and I being more like type A people, we feel like we just like always need to be doing something and being controlled. Yes. <laughs> yes. This, this was just so hard for me, but I honestly, like, especially with the twin pregnancy, like, towards the end, I was my, I was so swollen, my belly was getting so big, and just, like, doing normal things felt really, really hard, and it was just, like, hard for me to acknowledge that and ask for help. Like, I cannot give Leo a bath anymore because that feels way too exhausting for me, and just... Acknowledging that having a strong support system is so important. All right. So just to recap, I know we've like kind of gone off on a bunch of tangents here, but I hope that you got to see a deeper side of us um, on this episode and, you know, we got to be real with you, but recapping, um, everybody's pregnancy journey is so, so different. Just like postpartum recovery is going to be different for everyone. So is your pregnancy journey. And so are your pregnancy journeys. If you choose to have subsequent children. Um, And then just remembering how amazing it is that you are pregnant and what your body is doing and the energy and the change that is required to bring another human into the world. That is so huge. And I feel like we often lose sight of what we're, what our body is actually doing, like the science behind it. Um, And then of course, my favorite, give yourself grace. It's one that's taken me a little while to get comfortable with, but once you do, you will see your life change in the best way. You can hold yourself accountable, but give yourself grace. Yeah, and that's, like, again, being, like, type A people, both of us, it's definitely hard for us to do that, but especially during pregnancy, during postpartum, this is, like, the time that you do need it the most. Um, Sorry, one other thing. (laughs) What it goes back to, like, giving yourself grace, and even for people who are type A, we talked about, you know, your kids are always watching and in order for them to give themselves grace, they need to see you do the same. So what better time to start practicing this than when you're pregnant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like everything we talked about what about today when it comes to 
exercise and fueling your body properly, just doing all of these things now during pregnancy and even prior to pregnancy is going to make all of these transitions so much easier. So by focusing on fueling your body properly, working out and giving yourself grace prior to pregnancy is going to make it feel easier during pregnancy and doing it during pregnancy is going to make that transition to postpartum feel a lot easier as well. And these are just such challenging times in your life that we want to help you make this as easy as possible and as seamless as possible. So when it comes to action steps for today, we just want you to think about what you really want for your pregnancy and your body. And like we just shared, thinking about what can you start incorporating now that is going to help contribute to your overall well-being during all these stages in your life. And even if you're not pregnant yet, just getting into the habit of doing these things now, like we said, is going to make it feel so much easier during pregnancy. Doing it during pregnancy is going to make it feel so much easier during postpartum, a time where, you know, it's already going to feel a lot harder than normal. So just focusing on this now. It means so much to us to have you on this journey, and together we hope we can make mom life a little bit easier for you one episode at a time. As always, never hesitate to DM us on Instagram at Mom Tales and Cocktails Podcast with your mom tales, and don't forget to follow here, and we will see you on the next episode.